Hi, it's Jill Schlesinger. On this episode of Jill on Money, gather ye documents. It's time for tax season. You have to remember in the 70s or 80s, the top tax rate exceeded 90%. Then it went down to 70%. Then in the 80s, it went down to 50%. And the whole country did a happy dance because it was the first time in our lives we were equal partners with the government on our own money. And we thought that was fantastic. Now look at the rates. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. We're presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. We are in the heat of it, ladies and gentlemen. It is tax season. So here for his second performance of the month, Ed Slot. He's a CPA. He's a retirement plan expert, and he really drills down into the minutia of the tax code. Here is your tax prep boot camp for tax year 2019. You're listening to Jill on Money with Jill Schlesinger. We're here today to talk about tax year 2019. It is 2020. Tax season is officially open as we speak to you today. Now, obviously, when we had you on last year, the world was like turning upside down because of the new tax law. Mm -hmm. This year, second year, so hopefully a little calmer. Are you um, looking forward to having fewer people freaking out? Well, I still think in certain things people don't believe. Like now they've seen their returns. And you know what happened last year? People, especially in high tax states, what is this? You know, or people bringing in their checks to tax preparers for contributions. And the accountants would say, you can't deduct it. And they said, but I have the check. You can't, but I have the check. You know, they couldn't comprehend it. You're not getting your deductions for charitable contributions. But I think maybe this year people would have done more of these, like we talked about the qualified charitable distributions. I think that's one of the the big winners, but it's not available to everyone. That's my, the only downside with that. They're only available to people, IRA owners, not even 401ks, just IRA owners or IRA beneficiaries who are 70 and a half years old or older. Now watch it with the SECURE Act, they raised the age for RMDs required minimum distribution to 72, but just to keep it a little complicated, they left the age 70 and a half for QCDs. Oh my God. So you could actually do these QCDs and why is it such a great move? Now I would hope that when people come to do their taxes this year, they learn their lesson from last year, not to write checks to the charities because most people didn't get those deductions because they took the new higher standard deduction like they'll probably do again this year. So if you give your charity through this QCD as a direct transfer from your IRA, you actually get the larger standard deduction and in effect, the charitable deduction, but you get better than a charitable deduction. You get an exclusion from income, which lowers your income for all these other tests like Social Security and Medicare charges. Still I'm hoping fan. more people see that and do that this year. But this year. presumes that somebody doesn't need the money from their distribution. And as you said, most people who are retired well, do need the income from that yeah, required most minimum people distribution. also give to charity. And I'm not saying give more to charity. I would never say that. I'm saying whatever you're giving to charity, do it this way and save money on taxes. Perfect. That's a good way to put it. All right. So we have some inflation changes right. to credits, to deduction levels, to the income you can earn in each bracket. That's a normal thing the IRS does. Somebody called me up recently and said, oh, it's all different. I'm like, okay, calm down. Yeah, right. Calm yeah. down. But there are a few things that are really interesting to me about this year. Alimony. Right, right, it's right. It's so fascinating. I'm not sure why this was ever the case, but 
It used to be if you got divorced or filed your agreement and it got all done before the beginning of 2019, if you paid alimony, you could take that as a deduction. And if you received alimony, you had to claim it as taxable income. Under the 2020 rules for last year, now there's no tax event, essentially. Neither side right. has to do anything. That came from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, but it was one of the few provisions that didn't take effect right away, took effect for 19. So this is the first tax season we'll be seeing that. And it's also one of the few provisions in that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was temporary. This one's permanent. This is where the people that are, whose job it is to find out a sneaky way to, you know, get money out of people. Uh, they were pretty smart here. I guess for years they realized that there was uh, an override or whatever you want to call it, a benefit, uh, because most people that deducted al- alimony, that paid it out, were in a much higher tax bracket than the spouse who received it. Ah. So there was a... a An a, arbitrage almost. Yeah, right, right. There was, there was a difference there. And the benefit almost always went to the the couple together because the one receiving it was paying tax at a much lower rate than the one who was paying it. So somebody said, why don't we switch? Why don't we get rid of that? Now the one who pays it, as you said, doesn't get the deduction and the one who receives it doesn't have to pick it up as income. So now it turned the whole matrimonial lawyer business on its head because they had to redo all these documents because a lot of that was figured into the settlement. The tax benefits say that the one paying the alimony would get but uh, it's only but the, if you got divorced before 2019 the old rules is plus right right okay. so, so this is the first year you're going to see returns but again it's only people uh, yeah we got to get people who are get, getting excited I here I know they're all freaking out uh, only if you got divorced in 2019 or and later was, there was plenty of warning if you heard it on this show I'm sure you mentioned yeah. it a bunch of times so it's only new divorces going forward the old ones are grandfathered if you were paying alimony for many many years you still get to deduct it but it's only uh, new divorces so that changes everything about how you're going to uh, swap assets out in divorce okay other changes for tax year 2019 The individual mandate, which was a penalty that was imposed by the government for not carrying health insurance, is now zero. Right. And you don't have to file that tax form. I know. One of the, yeah. So that's kind of seems like a good thing. Nobody liked that. You know, some of the changes from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, one was interesting. If you, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show last year, I said one of the great things they did, they got rid of that horrible kitty tax. Right. And they made it simple. Well, the SECURE Act just undid all of that. How so? Uh, Well, now it's back to the old complicated uh, scenario where if your child has unearned income, you have to first do the parent's return and then the child pays at the higher rate. They had got rid of all of that in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But what they found, certain children like a military that got big settlements or insurance payments were suddenly bumped up into a higher rate because they were paying at the trust rates. So rather than fix it, and they were in a rush in the SECURE Act, they just said, just get rid of everything we did in the tax cuts, pull it out root and branch, go back to the old complicated system. So that's what we have. So that's unfortunate. 
unfortunate. <laughs> Last thing, what happened with this unreimbursed medical expenses? I thought that it was going back up to 10%. It and was. Then, but then what happened? And that's one of those changes that in the last minute of this whole thing that went on December 20th, whenever they, that's when they signed the SECURE Act and all the, actually, it's not even in the SECURE Act. It's like a separate thing. Right, right. They they had a whole bunch of tax bills loaded with no, lots of great billions of dollars of stuff for lobbyists and stuff. At the last minute, they said, let's put that back to 7.5% for 19 and 20. So that's a little bit of a benefit if you itemize, which most people don't. Okay, so you still have to itemize. At what percentage of taxpayers itemized last year versus standard? I don't standard? have statistics, Give me a but basic. I'll bet you like 80% of the people, some people are saying higher. Yeah, because I heard like 88% right. or something. It's a lot. Most people are not getting these deductions, which makes your return preparation easy, except if you're in a state like New York and you say, man, if I paid $50,000 in state and city and real estate taxes and I only get 10000 I don't even get to itemize. So people in high tax states are still a little upset, about, a lot upset yeah, about that. Yeah, I'll say. This is Jill on Money. Hey, gang, it's Jill, Jill Schlesinger, certified financial planner, CBS News business analyst, and host of this podcast. So exciting. I'm here to tell you about our sponsor, Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Marcus is part of a storied company that's been a leader in financial services for generations. Marcus offers simple, secure access to FDIC-insured savings products, including a high-yield online savings account that earns four times the national average. Marcus also offers certificates of deposit, including no-penalty CDs. Want to find out how much interest your savings could earn with Marcus? Head to Marcus.com and try their high-yield savings calculator to compare rates from other banks. It takes just a few minutes. National average data provided by Informa and accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Marcus Deposits products are provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. And now back to your taxes with Ed Slot. If you look at the tax code right now, after we got the tax change, after the SECURE Act, it's still confusing as heck. Oh, yeah. It's insane. First of all, I, th- I just want to remind everyone, when you're thinking about filing, I really encourage people to go to the IRS website, which is a good website, yes, yes. by the way. And if you make less than $69,000, stop paying for tax help. Right, right. Go just get, get the it free done. file. Right. The IRS estimates that there are 100 million returns that qualify for IRS free file. That's two-thirds of all the returns. Right. And only like 5% used it last year. People, I don't be- know why. Because I'll tell you why. Because in the middle of last year, there was this great big, huge whistleblower kind of complaint by ProPublica, which found that big tax preparation services buried the idea that free file exists. So when you pulled up your search for blankety blank tax prep Mm. software, what would come up is pay us $49 for this or pay us $149. And they neglected to say, but by the way, if you make less than $69,000, you can get it for free. And remember, most people's returns, like we just said, are standard deductions. As awful as some people are claiming like, oh, I don't get any of these deductions. It did make preparation easier. You know, all those work-related expenses, you know, I had gas on this day and that day, and I drove 400 miles a day, four days a week. And, you know, All gone. All right. So where do we stand here? Like just frame where tax rates are, what's going on, and give us like the the Ed Slot 
bottom line about tax rates right now? Well, tax rates are historically low. Nobody can say, I mean, we're the lowest rates you've ever seen in your entire working life. You have to remember in the 70s, 80s, the top tax rate exceeded 90%. Then it went down to 70%. Then in the 80s, it went down to 50%. And the whole country did a happy dance because it was the first time in our lives we were equal partners with the government on our own money. And we thought that was fantastic. Now, look at the rates. Look at this. You got 10% rate, 12% rates. A married couple, 24%, they can make up to 326000 and still be in, in a very low rate. So what would I do with that? Well, if you've got money in an IRA or a 401k and you can, I would start making a plan to start converting it at low tax rates to Roth IRAs and move your money, like I always say, from forever tax to never tax. This is what you have to do to get that money out. We already know from the SECURE Act that Congress wants to get at your retirement savings. How about beating them to the punch? Take it out at almost nil rates. It depends on your own situation, but you can get that money out at very low rates and move it into tax-free territory. And remember, one of the benefits of the Roth is that once it's in a Roth, it's tax-free forever, whatever forever means, and you'll never have required minimum distributions during your lifetime. So this is the opportunity of a lifetime because these low rates are temporary. No one understands that. And you also, by the way, because I love the Ed Slot tax charts, which yeah. is why we have you on every yeah. year. So you come <laughs> and bring us this. You have a new chart that's really important, and that is the 2020 Medicare income planning, because part of the problem with the required minimum distribution is you're forced to take money out. That may seem fine when, you know, you're 70 and a half, whatever, but you may not realize that that extra money that's taxable income can make Medicare parts B and D a lot more expensive. How much more? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can get surcharges that are hundreds of dollars a month. Oh, yeah. It could be $400 a month if you're in the top. Extra. They call them, I don't know where they came up with the name, but it's Irma. It's not like named after an old lady or anything. Uh, I know. You know, that was your grandmother's Income-related monthly adjustment <laughs> amount. Yeah. I-R-M-A-A. Irma. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that's another reason. So but here's the thing. When I say that, you know, people, everybody's aware of that because, you know, from the first time you go on Medicare and you see these extra charges because they make it clear on the bills. They say, here's your Irma charges for Part D. And it's very hard to plan because it's there's a two year look back. So whatever you're doing now won't show up as an Irma charge for two years uh, because it takes them two years to get the information. So the 2020 numbers you're looking at is based on things. You can't change that. It's based on your 18 return, and those numbers are already in. So when I mention to groups about Roth conversions, the first thing they say, but isn't that going to increase my income? Because that's what happens when you convert to a Roth. Your income spikes by the amount you convert. So first thing I would say, we'll do a series of smaller annual conversions over many years, stay in the low brackets, and maybe that can help. But then they say, but still it's going to trigger my Irma. I said, if that really bothers you, if that really gets you angry that a Roth conversion is going to make these charges increase, then do the Roth conversion. Why? I'd rather you be angry one year than angry for the rest of your life. Right. Because if you don't, it would only be that one year. You take the Band-Aid off and that's it. If you don't convert, like you just said, at some point, age 72, now you have required minimum distributions and you're going to have this problem every year for the rest of your life. So, 
know the tax rates are low right yeah, now. Yeah, take advantage. When, inf- when you have a choice, use the Roth. And you were the one who opened my eyes. This is a few years ago when you were like, hey, the Roth 401k or the yeah. Roth 403b, there's no income test on it. Like, right. you got to be nuts not to use that. Right. All young people should only be doing Roth. Can you imagine if people our age, whatever our age is. Old. Yeah. <laughs> And whatever you have in retirement, if you're listening there and you're in your 60s or 70s and magically you could push a button and it would all be tax free. That's the advantage young people have. They can start from dollar one building a tax free retirement account. That's the only way to go. Tax deductions for 401ks and IRAs are worthless when rates are low anyway and you're in your lower earning years. Even if now I talked about this last time you were on and I got some pushback from Mm -hmm. some investment advisors who disagreed with us. We were the ones who said, even if you're in the highest tax bracket, if you have a Roth possible at work, you should use it. And they said, no, no, you should get the deduction. But you still stick to that. Because rates are very low now. And here's the theory. It's all about the tax rates. Here's my rule. It might sound simple. The foundation of all good tax planning. And remember, why is tax planning so important? Because the less you pay, the more you'll have in retirement. And these accounts are loaded with taxes. So here's my tax rule. Always pay taxes at the lowest rates. Easy. That's it. Buy low, sell high, always pay taxes at the lowest rates. Right, right. And you're at the lowest rates right now. Well, you don't know what future rates. So some people say, I might be in lower rates in retirement. And if that's the case, maybe a Roth isn't for you, but you don't know what the rates will be in retirement. At some point, somebody's going to say, we're going to need to pay off this deficit. And they're going to jack the rates up. We could see those rates jacked up to 40, 50%. And remember, if you don't convert, then just at the time you need the money most, when the paychecks stop in retirement, when you're in the trap, in the soup, then they jack the rates up and you don't have the spending power because you got those deductions many years ago that you already forgot about and spent. All right, so let's do it one more time. What is your best tax advice? Roth conversions using the lower rates. Move your money from forever tax to never tax. You'll never again, hopefully, have to share it with the government. You're listening to Jill on Money. Welcome to the Marcus Minute. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs in the hot seat today. IRA expert Ed Slot. You ready to play, Ed? All right. I don't know what we're playing, but I'm saying I'm ready. What's one word to describe your relationship with money? Uh, oh gosh, uh, complicated. What's always <laughs> worth spending on? Yourself. What's the, what's <laughs> or the, others. <laughs> what's the dumbest thing you've spent money on? A dumb investment. How much do you spend on a haircut? Uh, very little. <laughs> <laughs> it's your last day on earth. Last day on earth, Ed. You've got $100 in your pocket. What's your last meal? Loaded cheeseburger. Nice. Ed Slot, thanks for playing. Thanks so much to Ed Slot. He's always welcome to come back here. We love having him. Now get busy on your taxes, okay? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday. Sometimes we throw a bonus episode in as well. If you don't want to miss a single bit of our fabulous content, just subscribe to us. The podcast is available on Apple, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, wherever else you find your favorite podcast. Subscribe and don't forget to leave us a rating and a review because Mark is such a nudge. He says for some reason it makes a difference. Okay, great. Thank you for doing that. 
Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Delercio is our executive producer extraordinaire. We're distributed by Cadence 13. And our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week. Mm-hmm.